Blog Talk Radio. Sandra Mizell Cheney, and I'm so excited to have my awesome co-host and producer, by the way, Kiafa Miss Key Parker. What's up, girl? Hey, hey, hey! It's <laughs> no, I was gonna hit y'all with the fat Albert side, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what the music came to my mind. Was hey, hey, it's fat Albert, and I'm gonna sing. Oh, sorry, it's not the show today. <laughs> But that's okay in my mind, Sandra. No. <laughs> I see. Okay. <laughs> Woo-wee. That's so funny. Hey, y'all. We we are so glad to be back with you guys once again. Today's show is going to be awesome. Well, I think every show is awesome, so I say that all the time, but this one really is awesome. Today's show is Where is the Church? With all this unrest, COVID-19, injustice, unemployment, where's the church in all of this? And for our backdrop, we're going to use the letter that the amazing Dr. Martin Luther King wrote when he was in Birmingham jail. It is actually entitled Letter from a Birmingham Jail. And so this is going to be our backdrop, and I, I can't wait to this. So I have to ask a quick question because this was something that was near and dear to Missy's heart. She really wanted um, us to talk about this. And so I want to know, uh, Missy, um, why? Uh, why, where is the church, and why this letter now? Um. You know the this particular the letter that Martin Luther King had basically he reiterates or he stamps that we're still divided we're still separated um, and I think his letter challenges the church to know who 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 it is who they are who 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 the who is the church or what is the church. Even then, when he wrote this particular um, this particular letter, it was really just um, calling into question those that consider themselves leaders um, or having the moral compass and um, fortitude of God within them. But mm-hmm. I still say now, you know, you know, answering the, to answer your question, we we're, we're still divided, we're still separated. We we're still separated. It was we haven't we haven't moved to be honest, especially not in the church. I think that's probably the most segregated place too. 
Yeah, I would agree. Because what's interesting is this was wrote, this was written back in 1963. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And here we are, year 2020. Right. A few months before he did the, a few months before he did the March on Washington. This is August. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is April 1963. So he so this was four months, and then four months later they have the March on Washington. Mhm. Yeah. And I would agree that we are so divided. Um, we're still segregated on many levels um, because you know we have all. And I'm not knocking all black churches. I'm not knocking all white churches. I'm not knocking any of that. But at the end of the day, this that's the most segregated place on on Sunday. It's the church. We're still segregated. Not even just divided. We're segregated. Segregated. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. You know, it's funny because we're even segregated. Churches are segregated by, of course, by race. Granted, you do have some of those, some sprinkled churches. Um, you know, multicultural. Um, but you even have churches that are still separated by class, social status. Mhm. You know. Um. You know, doctrinal doctrinal views. Um, it's it's mm-hmm. just a lot. It's just a, you know, it's just a it's just a lot of ways that we are um, segreg- segregated or separated um, in a sense. And one of the things that Dr. Martin Luther King said in his um, his this particular letter, so we have to know that he was writing this letter to a group of ministers because they had previously yes. written a letter. Um, basically not, you know, questioning why he was there. Like, why why are you doing this? And it's similar if you think about it to some of the questions or things that are being asked in the media today. Well, like, why, why are they doing this? Why is this happening? Um, and the, well, that same question comes about. Well, so, right, because what struck me in the very first paragraph, and actually implore you, if you've never read his um, letter, go get a copy and read it. It is titled Letter from a Birmingham Jail. So I would I would read it, but what, what I find interesting was that, you know, he said, and I quote, um, I came across your recent statement calling my present activities unwise and untimely. Right? Mm-hmm. You think about mm-hmm. what the protest, you know, what's happening now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some people are like, well, why now? Because before George Floyd, before, you know, any of this, there were other people, you know, who were uh, brutally murdered by the police. I mean, that's just the best way to put that joint. Um, <laughs> um, so it's like, why now? And then he goes on to say, seldom do I pause to answer criticism of my work and my ideas. Seldom. Right. It's like people are criticizing him for what he's doing, much like what people have done today, literally, because right. there have been people who have criticized the protest. Mm-hmm. There have been people who have criticized, and then, I mean, literally, they, they, they've criticized every single thing, and they say, and, and not only that, they also blamed the protesters for the increase in COVID. Right. So they still right. criticizing. So again, you have to ask yourself. Now, somebody could say, when we say, "Well, where's the church?" You could say, "Well, the church was out there protesting." Okay. Mm. Seriously, somebody's gonna say that, you know, right? 
They gonna say right, that. Not, right. But really, where was I? Just where, where were they? Because once the protest is over, what do you do after that? Repeat that last part. Repeat that. Repeat that one more. Repeat that part one more time. After the protests are over, then what? Right. Where do you go from there? Mm-hmm. Because he was addressing them, because criticizing him for what he was getting ready to do or what he had done in Birmingham or getting ready to do in Birmingham. Well, getting getting ready to do in Birmingham, and it's it's interesting because he was telling them that, you know, um. You know, like basically they questioned his 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 being there. Um, he said because I guess they asked like, well, you know, right. why are you even here? They consider him an out, you know, an outsider. And if you think about that as it relates right. to this now, you know, people people think that this this movement, this civil unrest, is you know, um, is outside as if as if everything has been hunky dory. And really great, you know, for for the last fifty seven years, and it really hasn't been because you know one of the last things we had talked about in um, the um, last show, um, the 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 civil unrest that was going on. This isn't something new. It's been going on for fifty seven years. So, but we're here, and you know, different things that have been tried or you know um, blocked and um, legislation mm-hmm. or different things put into place to to stifle progress, to be honest, or suppress people in a manner that is not 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 fair, not not right, um, and the same issues that we're still fighting. So it's not it's not a coincidence that Martin King, the the March on Washington, was just like a combination of everything he had been saying before. And so when he when he mm-hmm. said like people consider us outsiders or Almost as if like, well, you should be glad that you're, you know, you're here here in America. I saw this one person's post that was like, um, I don't understand why all the, you know, why all the protests and um, this and that and the other. They should go to other countries because we have it good over here. And I was like, well, who says who? Who have you been to? Have you traveled? Right, see, that goes country? back to right, but that goes back to the criticism. Right, you're right. criticizing. As to why this needs to happen, <laughs> right, right. And so Martin, Martin King, I remember, he, I remember in this particular thing he says basically, he said, "You I'm, basically let me explain to you why I'm here." He, he and he gave his he gave mm-hmm. his credentials. You know, he's he gave his credentials, and he's talking about. But the funny thing is, he was like, "But we share staff, pretty much. We we here because right. somebody called for me." You can call for me. You know, you know my favorite saying, if you ain't checking for me, I ain't checking for you. But however, they checking was checking for, for Martin. Yeah. <laughs> they was checking for him. So he came. He answered he answered the call. So he was coming. He and his funny thing is I'm invited. I was invited. I was invited. But not only that, he said, because injustice is, is here. Mm-hmm. So you have to think when people come into your town and it seems like they're uprooting or challenging the status quo. No, there's they're they're call, they're being called to that place. Not even on not everybody that's coming out the woodworks is called to that place. Some people are planted to be disruptors, and that's you know when we look and you know I, when our friends always talk about the word disruptors. 
there's always good disruptors mm-hmm. and bad disruptors. So you can have a dis. So when something is disrupted, agitated, or annoyed, it's going to do something. It's it's going. You think about if your if your eyes irritated, it's going to itch, and it possibly can um, swell up because you've been rubbing it. That's irritated. So certain things happen in the world where something has been rubbed the wrong way for so long. It's irritated now. It's it's annoying, and it's going to do something. It's going to respond. So the disruption that takes place in our small cities or towns or big cities and towns is because there was something that took place and happened, and the church, as Martin basically said, has re- remained silent. It's been silent and separated. We have been split down the middle, to the sen- in a sense. White, black, if you Catholic, Jew, Protestant, Gentile. But Jesus was like, you know, upon this rock I build my church. And mm-hmm. the foundation mm-hmm. of all, basically, that we say the foundation of this of this nation, that all men were created equal. So morally, he, Martin was checking for them. Like, this is what you said. Morally, we're on the same page. What's the problem? Mm. <laughs> What's the problem? It's, this I is think a lot of religion, track. first of all. That's true. That's true. I'm just, I mean, you asked the question. I'm just going to put my little two cents in there. I think p- mm-hmm. part of it is religion. The part of it is color. And I mean, yep. no one will ever say that, but it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the religion, religion is the biggest thing. And as yeah. Martin was concerned, it didn't matter your religion. It didn't matter your religion. It didn't matter whether it be white or black. There was an injustice. Right. That he right. needed to see about. Right. <laughs> it's funny because he also says, stop it, but he also says, I'm cognizant of the interrelatedness of all communities and states, and I cannot sit by in Atlanta. And not be concerned about what happens in Birmingham because the injustice anywhere is a threat right. to justice everywhere. And we and the thing about it, you've heard people say that people have quoted that injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. But we don't look at threats to justice outside of a political or criminal spectrum. We don't look at it from a standpoint of the morality of it or how or the role that churches play in it because we've also been divided because we've been told for so long there is a separation between church and state. Well, the reason why there's a separation between church and state is because the church has not stood up where it needed to be because even then, when we proclaim, we profess, proclaim, decree, and declare that the church, that um, um, the, 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 the government shall be upon the shoulders of Christ, which was in Isaiah, we, we say that, but we ain't really living that. We're not ruling or we're not governing in that sense. We're ch- the church mm-hmm. is it's like there's a disconnect between what to keep your 501c3 status because you feel like, oh, if I say this in church, um, I'm going to lose my status. Okay. Well, what you doing? You, look, that's another story. We're not going to talk about 501c3 stuff today. <laughs> Oh yeah, not, not today. 
Yeah, but the fact is, Sandra, yeah. but, you know, just, if you really just think about it, you know, church is supposed to have this, this, I guess, like this moral code, this moral code, but but it's not living up to that code when your brother, regardless of color, is still suffering. That means it's not meeting the need of the people, period. It's not. Period. I was sitting here thinking, I'm going to hold that thought because it's time for us to um, take a break. But something that you said made me think of um, what I'm getting ready to say after um, we take this break. We'll be right back. About four years before the COVID-19 pandemic, I made a decision to exercise daily. It is said that exercise is a tribute to the heart. So every chance I got, I would go to the gym, lift weights, walk, and even kickbox. I was determined to strengthen my core. Now, thinking back to when I was 18, I made another decision, and that decision was to register to vote. Every opportunity there is to exercise my right to vote, I take it. I'm determined to strengthen my community when I go to the polls. What about you? Get registered to vote. Your community is only as strong as the vote you cast. So let's make it a tribute to those who are not able to. Vote. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. And let me give my little plug in. Yeah, y'all, get there and vote. Because even what we're talking about right now requires your voice. Um, it doesn't require your religion or anything like that. It requires you to get out and be the change you want to see. And sometimes that change means going to the polls. And if you can't get to the polls, submit your ballot early. Whatever you need to do to change and get out and vote. But something you said um, about the church and uh, um, and about the morality and things like that, when prayer was in schools, Right? Right. One person, Kiafa. Mm-hmm. Miss Key. Was very successful, yeah. Miss One person. <laughs> yep. And, and, and prayer in school was ended. Yep. So when we talk about where is the church, we, us, the individual, not the building. Correct. Church. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
It's interesting because he says, whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. Um, and basically, um, we don't, we don't, when we think of the church, we don't think of how we're all connected, but we're constantly saying, but we're constantly saying we are the body of Christ. We are the body. Well, if, well, if the arm is broken, the other arm has to compensate, but it still needs to heal. The other arm still needs to heal. You can't, you can't be like, well, and the thing about it is it's almost like, well, you've got to learn how to work with one arm. Well, two arms are better. They really are. Especially if you had two arms, and then um, um, the 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 when we when we when we look, when we think of when he's talking about um, calling out these things, you know, the church even now is is kind of silent. Um, you don't, and I'm not. And honestly, I'm not going against or or coming against any. Um, major, well-known pastor, preacher, or whatever the case may be. And no, I don't sit in your churches, um, but are you prepared? You know, how is the church? You know, one thing I could say back then, and I, mean, I wasn't even born, but just reading and re- researching, back then, Martin Luther King and those ministers, they prepared the people for the march, for the for the injustices that they were yep, going to they did. Um, and, and you know, and and had inflicted upon them. They told them how to stand, how to sit, how to guard their bodies, what to do. Yes, we don't. The church nowadays is not doing that. We're not talking about um, um, how to protect your protect your family or protect your home because it's more or less been about the, the about money, faith, family, and finances. Well. The, the people are suffering. It, it, it's it's the it's the same enemy, so to speak, just in a different mm-hmm. era, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, same enemy, same enemy, it different is. era. So same what lessons did we learn? And we keep talking about going. I guess, I guess Sandra kind of like you know. I I get not why did not play in the goals here, but it's just I guess I get um frustrated to a certain extent because there's an expectation of a level of morality that is sought to be held when we think of the church and how we condemn people for for certain sins, but yet for the biggest sins that's happening every day in America, the church is silent. Like that's a government issue. No, it's a church issue. It's a government problem. The church should be leading, really. Exactly. You, you. <laughs> we should be leading way, not the other way around. Right. It's just one of the ones you just got to take like a really deep sigh because you just like, wait a minute, you know how? I, for me, it frustrates me because when you when you think of civil rights leaders, um, and like everyone is, what was I watching? Oh my God, I was watching something the other day. Oh my goodness, I can't even tell you what I was watching. But anyway, I was watching for something. I was watching something, <laughs> and the person said, we're waiting for the next Martin, the next Malcolm, the next Marcus, the yes. next Adam. We're waiting for that person. 
Well, you've been equipped with the same things that they were equipped with. You don't gotta wait for 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 a for a a, a leader. Lead, go, do. But you know, but when we speak of leadership, we talking about oh, we gonna start a church on the corner when you already got seven, and you wanna be in the warehouse district where ain't nobody coming on that area on Saturday, ain't Saturday or Sunday. But okay, nevertheless, let me go on finish reading this letter to the Birmingham. Letter from the Birmingham. <laughs> yeah, cause he, cause you see, cause you about to start something now. I was like, I'm not even going to piggyback, cause I could. No, don't but piggyback I- here. Let's go on. So you know, Martin went on to talk about. Um, <laughs> he was talking about. Yeah. So you know how people are mad about tearing down statues and stuff like that. And it's so funny. I'm serious when you really go back and read this letter, Martin talks about things that were taken down, removed and so so forth, so on, about, you know, um things that were reminders of stuff. And he so in um mm-hmm. in one of the parts of the letter he was talking about how um in the course of negotiations there were promises made, you know, of merchants and things like that. So they were to remove the humiliating racial signs um, for the promise that um, mm-hmm. it was going to be a, a moratorium. So it's like you, like you know how we get, oh, well, you do this, we'll do this, like that, that, um, that promise that they call it like the quid pro quo. You take your sign down, you take your sign down, we won't demonstrate, we won't do this. But then someone doesn't uphold their end right. of the bargain, so right. you end up getting what you get. So he was so it's funny that he was talking about um, that he was like how a few things were briefly removed and then returned, and others remained. Um, and then there was a level of disappointment. Martin King talks about in this in his in this letter how disappointed he was with a lot of things that the church has done. And in truth be told, Sandra, I mean people are just disappointed. Period. With just how everything how everything is happening in the world. And it's like they were supposed like churches are supposed to be a house of refuge and safety and things like that, but they're not finding that, that level of rest or that level of peace that they were searching. And so that becomes a challenge. So that's why we keep asking the question, so where is the church? And, and because, because the building has been closed, the question then becomes is, are you the church? The people? Where, 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 mm-hmm. where are we? <laughs> Because we do a lot of judging. We don't judge Will and Jada for their lifestyle. Is that the church? Right. We don't jump on that bandwagon. We don't, we don't ju- ju- you know, judge. You know, somebody, somebody said, mm, they were like, um, you best be grateful that God doesn't show your entanglements. Oh. And I had oh. to stop. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because we're not public. We're not public mm-hmm. figures. So even with Martin mm-hmm. Luther King, they even tried to de- even to make him look bad. Yep. They tried mm-hmm. to. I mean, because he was becoming polarizing a people that they had to try to attack his attack his character. Right. Mm-hmm. Literally. That's true. Mm-hmm. But, but 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 that's what we do. Even as a church, that's what we do. They call him an outside agitator. Yeah. An outside an outside agitator. 
Hmm. And it's funny. He and you know what's said, interesting about that? Mm-hmm. But wait, hold that thought. Let me see what's interesting about that. Some of us in church who were in church felt like outside agitators. Mm-hmm. I mean, e- even we though we weren't necessarily agitating, but the status quo. Right. And we asked mm-hmm. questions that couldn't be answered. Girl, we was the disruptors. <laughs> Girl, I, I remember. And so I remember. <laughs> let me say this quick story, Sandra. So, good. I was at church. I was in. I was in a church, and I was on the. I was on one of the one of the boards. <laughs> one of the boards. And I was, you know, we had to, you know, basically prepare the stuff for communion and clean up when the, the, the section or whatever didn't come or whatever the case would be. No big deal. No big deal. But I wanted to know the purpose of why the trays that we served the communion in were gold or, you know, gold or silver. I just wanted to know, like, mm-hmm. was there a significance for it? I want. I, I just. I genuinely had a question about it, and um, when they start talking about the unleavened and leavening bread and stuff like that, I'm like, well, we're not serving unleavened bread. But yes, it is. I'm like, oh no, the first three ingredients are the most active ingredients in it. So we got yeast in it. It's, you know, whatever. So my thing is, if we're gonna do something, mm-hmm. let's do it right. You know. So I remember. Um, once you went through this like little process, I want to say maybe like three months or whatever, then you were elevated to the point where you could wear your full white um, attire now that you were on this board. Mm-hmm. So I said, no, I don't want to wear my, I don't want to wear my white yet. Cause I still felt like I didn't get what I was looking for or what I was searching for in that, in that thing. Because I want, it was like, I want to know why I was doing what I was doing. So I was basically told, oh, well, you know what, don't worry about it. You can just go sit in the audience. Uh, okay, no problem. No problem. But the disruption, mm-hmm. it, it was a disruption to my spirit because I just didn't, I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to be an agitator, but I was trying to really understand if I'm going to do this, I want to know the purpose behind certain things. Like, I don't want to just do it because it's been mm-hmm. years to do, and it has no relevance to it. If it has no relevance, then why are we doing it? That's dumb to me. Mm-hmm. So, slowly right. but surely, I got back in the congregation, and I slowly but surely moved back further and further out the door. <laughs> so, that was that. Nevertheless, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, yeah, and um, yeah, that, I think that a lot of that's a lot of people's story. Maybe not that particular story, but something similar as right. to why um, people have <laughs> backed themselves out um, of the church or four walls of the church um, because right. again, where they, the church. While you were talking. Um, I saw something and I was like, wow, yeah, this is, so this is, here's a question that Mark asked, and I love it, because to me, Kiafa, you were extremist, right? So maybe mm-hmm. you were seen as an extremist in that scenario, because he said, um, so the question is not whether we will be extremist, but what kind of extremist will we be? 
Will we be extremists for hate or for love? Will we be extremists for the preservation of injustice or for the extension of justice? In that dramatic scene on Calvary's Hill, three men crucified. We forget that all three were crucified for the same crime, the crime of an extremist. Extremism. Extremism. Mm -hmm. So they were all crucified for the same thing. The question is, though, what are you standing for? Right. (laughs) So where is the church? Mm -hmm. If you are truly standing for love and you're saying um, that this is the principle of what we're standing on, then where is it? And I'm not saying people in the church don't love. No, I'm not even saying that. But at the end of the day, when we see all this injustice that's happening, when we see COVID, when we see people with unemployment, when we see protesting, instead of downing the young people, really judging them, mm-hmm. judging them, give them a place of, of, of refuge. Help them understand. Because that's what Martin did. He mm-hmm. helped the people under, he mobilized. They taught they, but you, I mean, they taught the people how to prepare, what to do, how to protest, if you right. will. Mm-hmm. How they to did. make a difference. And it wasn't always mm-hmm. about really there was no fi- There was no financial, there was no financial gain in this. It was a community community national gain because when we because the only way that the nation grows is when all its people are growing i mean the bible clearly says you're always going to have poor among you but that don't mean you got to be oppressed and poor oh you got to be oppressed and poor you can be poor you can be poor in different ways but i ain't got to be oppressed about it i don't gotta feel downtrodden Right, so that's that's the and thing. that's it's the thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we get ready to take a break. We get ready to take a break, and we'll be right back. Did you know nonprofit organizations generate $985 billion for the U.S. economy? Have you considered starting your own nonprofit? Well, here's a bit of information. Nonprofits are a business with a service component. If you want to figure out or know more about how to get your nonprofit started, check out the Nonprofit Resource Group on Facebook. There you can find a myriad of information on grant opportunities and startup information. We'll be more than happy to help you. So again, check us out on Facebook, the Nonprofit Resource Group. Welcome back. So um, we were just asking the question, and the question is still a question. You know, where is the church? Are you preparing the people for what's coming next now? Because it's not over. We're just beginning. Yep. It's okay. I get all of that. Are you preparing the people? For what's coming, you have the apostles, the prophets, <laughs> the evangelists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you using them to begin to prepare the people? 
Because like you said, church doors are closed. But when they open up, are we going back to business as usual? Right. Are you are you about That's to press them out for their, are you gonna press them out for their tithes so you can pay the church building? But they don't know what's coming next, so how they're gonna feed their family or how they're gonna how they gonna pay a tithe. Well give a tithe, not pay, give a tithe. Mhm. 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 So yeah, because it, I mean, Martin says in his letter, he says oppressed people cannot remain oppressed forever. Ever. <laughs> right. And and that and They're that's the thing. Yearning for freedom. Right. The church has to recognize its level of oppression too that is inflicted upon its people. Yes. One of my one of my one of my girlfriends yes. put um something on her page about that there was gonna be, you know, there's a disruption. There's you know, a, she was talking about being a disruptor as well. And it's funny because I put on her page and I said, Well, does this mean that um we're gonna be disrupting some doctrinal things that um keep the people oppressed mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and while financing while fleecing them financially. She was just like, I cannot with you today. But that's just real. Like we're not when we when we're asking the question, where is the church? Where does the church stand in these issues of civil and political unrest, social and emotional um, upheaval? Where do we stand? If we keep saying we are the church, not the building, the people, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? What are we look like? How are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. And like you said, are we going to go back to business as usual? Because the nation is not going back to business as usual. There is no more business. Oh, my God. (laughs) There is no more business. Yeah. See, instead of teaching prosperity, teach them how to get the prosperity. How about that? Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. seriously, teach how you do that. How do you Mm -hmm. rectify your credit score? How do you invest? What do you invest right. in? You know, when, mm-hmm. like, for instance, when, so it's like Jesus went all around the cut of the world. Right. He never had to worry about money. Exactly. <laughs> he was not poor, and neither was Martin Luther King. King, yep. Mm-hmm. What was that? Because the church rose up together. Yep. He never had to work anything. They mobilized. They came together. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what, are, so what is you as a church going to do? And I'm not talking the building. I'm talking you people. Because we get that twisted. I'm just saying. Right. Oh, I'm going and to church. One more time that the church is for the sick part. It's, 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 a, it's for the homeless. What did it say? Or oh, the hospital for the sick. The hospital for the sick. Well, you know what? Either like I sick- said before. That's a hospice because you're dying. <laughs> That's what it is. No. But it's, even it's the sick people get healed, honey. Exactly. And they move on. Get what you yes. got to get and, and move. move on. Unless you want staff or yes. you're dying. Choose. Choose. Yep. Church is mobile. Yeah. Church is in you. So you have to, and we're not asking you your political your political stance on it, but where do you stand? Are you going to, are you a disruptor um, in disrupting the things that have been 
status quo or traditional? Where do you stand um, when we're looking at the whole world as being um, uprooted right now? Mm-hmm. And, and morally, right, and oppressed. And morally, morally, this, this is the question that Dr. King was asking of those lay leaders who professed Jesus Christ and taught and preached Jesus. If that is the case, the question still remains, where are you? Where where is the church? Yes. Where's the church yes. in you? Don't get me right. wrong, I'm not saying right. that I don't I don't have issues of concern um regarding persons that are um that are non white. <laughs> I do. Mm-hmm. I I I do. I question a lot. I question motives. I question a lot of stuff. I question white people. Like, what are you doing? I do, cause I'm like, it's something, you know, the, from the whiz. What is going on on the halo? If you call the head from the scarecrow, that's what I be thinking in my mind. That's what I be thinking. <laughs> I really do. That's what the crow said. What is going on in the halo? If you call the head, but. The scarecrow had some valid points. That point, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I, you know, I still got, I still got to give him, you know, take him for who he is. I may not agree on everything, but together, together, we are a, we are supposed to be one body, one body. I was going to say that. Together, the body is going to fall. The church is going to be yep. uprooted. Turned on his head. Because mm-hmm. some parts so of the body. I, I, I want to say this. Um, I want to run out of time, but this is something that he said, Martin Luther King. There was a time when the church was very powerful. In the time when the early Christians rejoiced at being deemed worthy to suffer for what they believed in. In those days, the church was not merely a thermometer that recorded the ideas and principles of popular opinion. It was a thermostat that transformed the morals of society. Whenever, mm-hmm. whenever the early Christians entered town, the people in power became disturbed and immediately sought to convict them because they because their peace was being disturbed and they were considered out. Mm-hmm. That's the power. You should be agitating stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, you should be disrupting stuff. When you walk and into that's a what room, the young people are doing. The atmosphere should shift and change. That's yes. what it should happen. It should, it, when mm-hmm. you walk into a room, the atmosphere should change, and that's what the young people are doing. Mm-hmm. Exactamundo. That's what they're doing now. So we say again, where's the church? the church. Where are you? Where do you stand? What are you doing differently? Or what are you going to do differently? Mm-hmm. Because the because because they need disruptors, the agitators, the intercessors, the the prophets, the apostles. We need all of you. We are one body. One body. One body. Mm-hmm. Any last closing words before we close? No, I'm we got less than a minute. <laughs> nope, I'm going to let you rest okay. on that one. <laughs> okay. 
All right, y'all. Well, it's been real. Remember, <laughs> you have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind because everything is not the way you think. And tell mind. Keep renewing your mind. Okay? Bye. 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 Bye.